Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your host, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by betonline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code. That's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash. I'm here with our host, former 76ers point guard, Eric Snow, and my brother, Tasia Dash. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Doing good. Yourself? Can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, today's actually a special day um, in uh, 76ers uh, kind of history and everything. It's uh, Allen mm-hmm. Iverson's birthday. Your uh, uh, former teammate, uh, Eric. Yes. Happy so B Day. Happy B Day, AI. The great one. Have you, have you spoken to him yet today? Have you given me a little happy birthday text yet? No, he's probably just, just awakening. So um, <laughs> he'll eventually get back to you know, turning in my call. <laughs> and it was and yesterday was the anniversary of the Lakers step over shot, the Tyron um, Lue shot. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Game one. Funny how that works. A lot we got a lot of feedback last week from our show. Uh we had a lot of um YouTube commenters uh kind of disagreeing with our takes on the trade that we had. Um mm-hmm. I will say the oh, it yeah. should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Philly. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> but I, I want to make one thing clear, though, to a lot of the, the viewers. These weren't our trades because people were a lot of people were getting <laughs> mad at us for bringing these up. These are trades that we saw on Twitter from Bleacher yeah. Report and other different uh, websites that actually proposed these trades. We were just talking about them. So a lot of people got mad at us for even talking about these trades. These weren't our trades. Suggesting them. Yeah. We I just, hope that's pointed at you. I mean, you brought them up. So we, me and Deja <laughs> just answered the question. Shoot the messengers, huh? I guess you shoot the messengers. <laughs> Um, but, uh, uh, this week, um, obviously, you know, uh, since last week, we, 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 we now have our first round pick. We will have it this year, uh, for uh, this coming draft. So we can probably, we could trade that. Um, a lot of rumors are out there that we probably will package that together with something or whoever we do draft. Um, so yeah, lots to get into today. So we'll, uh, we'll get into it. Um, okay. So I know I, I kind of mentioned that there was kind of been this, uh, big back and forth on Twitter on a lot of different topics. Yeah. But uh, the biggest one that I've seen has been kind of a, a back and forth between do the Sixers go and get another star or have a deeper kind of team? Now, we kind of, we've kind of talked about this before as far as what we do. Do we kind of keep what we have and kind of try to add some pieces or do we go out and go get another guy, like an, another uh, a big-time guy? So, and a lot of Sixers fans can't agree on this as most people can't you know, ever agree on anything. But I want to ask you guys, what do you guys think is a bigger deal for us? To go out and get a star or to kind of keep what we have and build and get some pieces to have a deeper team going into next season? If I had to choose. You had to choose. Uh, go get that, that guy. Um, you know, I think you got to win and, and, you know, fill in your role players with some veteran guys. Um, uh, that's how I see it. I mean, I think if you're doing, if you're going deaf and you're doing that, then, you know, are you going young 
and trying to still, you know, stay competitive and, and develop that way. Um, if that's the approach, then yeah, I wouldn't say go get a guy. But if you're saying we're trying to win the championship, um, you got to go get that guy. Teja, what are your thoughts on that? So complicated. I mean, it just depends. When I was thinking about it, I was like, this comes down to two, two big things, right? James Harden, how his deal is structured. I think that that gives us that will force our hand, I think, one way or the other. And um, and how they're going to fit another star in. And if we're talking about shedding Devices Harris contract, using that to add a star. Um, we could possibly do both. Uh, again, depends on how Harden structures his contract. We could still have the MLE and the BAE spend about 14 million on free agents that way to help our depth. Um, but realistically, it's probably going to be one or the other. I'd have to side with, I'd go with Eric and well, I know what Maury wants. Maury wants another star too. Um, if we had another star with Harris's money and got a serviceable starting four, I think that between the new star, Maxie Harden and B, we have a lot of firepower. Um, the one thing that draws me back though, is I know Harris isn't a star, but he averaged 17 to 19 with, with Harden, right? And yeah. since Harden came here, how much more, I mean, let's say we got Levine, right? Let's say we somehow pulled that out. I'm just using that as an example. How much more can Levine score with the amount of touches that he's going to have? Because he's not going to have, he's not going to have Chicago numbers. He's not going to have, you know, yeah, I don't, numbers, when, right? when I think, when I think of someone like that, I don't think it of as if, you know, what can the guy do with Joel? I'm thinking more of, can a guy win us a game? Can we can we can we get in the fourth quarter of a conference finals or conference semifinal game and he win the game for us? So yeah, that's I mean, where you know James is supposed to be that guy too. Um, but if you're getting a guy, you know, so if if James doesn't do it and Tobias doesn't do it, basically who who is Joel is the only guy. So yeah. I just think yeah, I think some of that falls on James. Um, but I think that you got to have if, – if you're getting another guy, that's what it's all about. The team putting putting you in position to go win a game. If Joel doesn't play or if he just doesn't have it that game, do we have a guy, a uh, Chris Middleton-type guy that can – when Giannis is in that foul trouble or not don't have it going, he wins the game. He's And he's done that historically. So it's, I'm not saying Chris Middleton. I'm just saying that type of player mm-hmm. – yeah. Um is 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 what I'm is what how I'm thinking looking at it. Um and I do see why people to defend the other side of it. I do see why people want the depth, right? I, yes, I, yeah, I, I totally agree to it. Yeah. Okay, I mean I can out. I, I can see both ways. I, I I think the depth definitely helps you um because some of that that we're asking for, it'll just be spread. It won't just be one particular guy, it'll be multiple people. Um, and hopefully with the depth, you'll also have the specialists that you need, rebounding, defense, shot making. So you, I can see that, um, and that's definitely needed. I just don't think you you can address it, address every area. Yeah. That, that's, that's just my concern with that. Yeah. I mean, if you got rid of Harris, got a serviceable four, a cheaper guy does something similar but cheaper – and then you get a legit three, two, two-way three, and then you get some bench pieces. 
Um, I, I don't, yeah, I, I wouldn't fault. I wouldn't hate it if we went the depth route. I mean, look, Miami beat us with a big part of their depth, not yeah. their high end talent. It was their depth that ended up just like taking over their bench killed us every game. So, you know, if you look at why we lost, it wasn't necessarily because of the high end. Those guys in Miami are, are, are really good in their roles. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We just don't have that. So I see why we do that. I would personally. So that's, so that's what I'm saying. Like you can go get the depth, but they still have to perform in their well, in their roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then the I agree with you. I think you go get the most talent you can get the highest in talent you can and try to try to figure it out and, and plug the holes as you go along. Now, what do you guys say? Cause one of the biggest um, for the people online who are, you know, more so the depth route, the biggest thing they say to the people who want another star is, well, isn't the whole point of bringing in Harden? Wasn't that supposed to be our 1B to MB yes. to 1A? I mean, so on top of that, are we bringing in another star? I mean, what, what, so I, mean I, I guess that's what kind of what people are saying. It's more like we already brought in the other star. Now it's time to go get the other pieces because it was an unfinished product that we had last year. Kind of getting the unfinished pieces because we have now our two stars and then Max, he can be the, the emerging star of, of, of that. But um. Do you guys not agree that Harden is the 1B? Uh, no, I don't see him as a 1B. I see him as number two. Number two. I mean, I see him as number two. I've always seen him like that. Um, but I, I, I understand that argument that James should be that guy. And I do firmly believe that James should be that guy. But last time I checked, when Golden State went on that run, they had KD, Steph, and Clay. You also got to look at what we gave up. Miami had LeBron, D Wade, and Bosch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's been that's proven to work. <laughs> yeah. We were. It's funny though if you track back. Uh, we were already looking for another guy to add with Simmons when we had Simmons. Yeah. So what we gave up to get Harden. Yeah, he's supposed to elevate us, but we gave up Simmons for that. So we lost a piece, a big piece yeah. of who was supposed to be, supposed to be the one B to Embiid's one A, right? Yeah. So we we kind of just substituted that and lost a big and lost Curry. Um, but those are they are replaceable. Yeah. Um, so we kind of didn't really move the needle beyond that Ben Simmons yeah. team. So so that's what, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. We still you need know, to add if, if what you're saying is like if you felt if you feel that we don't need it with James, then you did you feel that we needed it with Ben? I totally, I totally thought we needed so, it. So <laughs> I don't think it could have been both, in my opinion. If you know, I think even though they're different players, but at the end of the day, that's what you know they're the, you know behind Joel as far as being your go-to guy. The one thing I will say with the Ben lineup, though, is that. I wasn't expecting Maxie to take a jump he did. So that guy we were looking for last year with yeah. the Ben team, Maxie looks like it could have been that. Yes. Then we still be down a, a legit two a three. Either way, we're still missing something here. So well, I mean, Thibault was supposed to be that guy. So yeah, but what, yeah, he is. Saying, but you technically have what you that position, and he may very well be that guy next year. So. You know, it, it takes some time, but I'm just saying, but technically he's supposed to be that guy. So if. Yeah, we're hoping. Yes. Defensively, he is, I think. Yeah. Offensively. It's, It'll it's, get better. That's the problem with him and Ben, though. You, you would him and Ben, you'd have like between them, like one offensive player. So yeah. like 
So luckily we don't have that problem anymore. James feels in for the, the offense, but yeah, you still need a guy who can hit an open jumper. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I know there are a lot of if there's been someone on this team that people have sold on, like the like the, the the difference of opinions gone from here to here, it's it's for Thibel, man. Thibel's really, really, really been uh sold on this last few months, which is yeah. crazy because he's still got the second team, but defense, but uh yeah. yeah. And, I, and I feel like a lot of people were just basing that off of how lost he looked when he kind of pl- when he played in that Toronto series, when he played those two games where he'd been off for a, a couple like a week or two. People that are basing their opinion on Bible over that, over that kind of um that, that well, little- I mean, because it, it was the situation off the court. That, yeah. That, yeah. that will impact people's um decision. I mean, how they feel because they feel, you know, the decision he made. Some people thought it was a selfish act. Yeah. I didn't, I'm not saying that. I'm saying right. some people thought it was a selfish act. So mm. if, if you feel that way about him, um, then you'll feel more negative towards his game. And I think he got a lot of backlash from that. Yeah, for sure. And, and the fact that, and I, I, yeah, going off that at the end of the season, I think a reporter asked him to, if he regretted not getting the vaccine and he said he had no regrets on his decision that he made. Yeah. And, and so, I, so that'll make it worse for the people to feel the, feel that way about him. Exactly. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, but, okay, so our, our next topic here, you know, we talk about, you know, bringing that star power player. And I think some people who, you know, want that other star may like this trade. I'm, I'm very curious to hear your guys' thoughts on this. So, um, obviously, with the whole fallout with Quinn Snyder leaving uh, Utah, and then people are saying that that team is going to blow up at some point anyways, even before this Quinn Snyder uh, left. Uh, but now that, that the, the there's rumblings that the team is going to blow up. They're, they're going to trade Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. There's possibilities of all that happening. Um, so Eric Walden, the, the Salt Lake City Tribune, wrote this. This isn't our trade. This is uh, Eric uh, Walden's uh, trade from the uh, disclaimer. Yeah, Salt Lake City Tribune. So he he put uh, the this is the, the hypothetical trade: T- Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thybul, and picks for Donovan Mitchell. So that's the trade that he uh, is um, putting in, in his article. That he thinks that's a hypothetical trade that would work out for the or for Utah and the Sixers. Um, so I have to ask you guys, would you guys do this trade? No. Too much. That's interesting, Eric, because you, you were going to do this for Beal. You think Beal's that No, no, no. We didn't give that much up for Beal. It wasn't picks and all that. It was just Tobias and Max. That's true. It wasn't picks. So the That's picks it. is where you draw the line? The picks and a third guy. Yeah. So it's a third guy and picks. No, they said if they said either Thibel or the picks, would you do it? It gotta be somebody else with Donovan Mitchell. It just can't just be him. And I've seen you're essentially giving up two starters and arguably your fifth starter or your sixth or seventh man for one guy that I don't think is like, you know, you know, trading for, you know, Kwai or you know what I'm saying? Like I don't think he's yeah there. Yeah. Um, I, I like him a lot, but I don't think he's he's like the top shooting guard. Um, what if they threw in Royce O'Neal? I mean, I would consider it, but I still, to me, that's still too much. Yeah. I mean, I think that's you're moving two starters to get two starters that, you know, in some ways aren't very much better than two starters that you traded them for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think Mitchell's a great offensive talent. But I think we're already grooming someone in Maxi 
whose trajectory is headed that way. So to give up a younger version, four years younger than him, it just seems, it just doesn't make sense. I, I, I wouldn't do it. Um, I'm not saying Maxi is Mitchell by any means, yeah. but Maxi improved from year one to year two more than Mitchell's improved from year one to year five. So Maxi's going like this. Mitchell, if you look at his stats, I mean, it's pretty much, I'm not going to say he's plateaued, because that's not fair because he's 25, turning 26. But, I mean, I, I just don't see where, where he's going to get that much better. His shooting percentage is about the same. It's gone down a little bit. His rebounds have gone down since last year, I believe. His assists are about are about even. Um, his percentages, he's never he's never shot. He's never broken above forty five percent shooting from field goal, and he's never broken thirty nine percent from from uh, three. Maxi already did better on both last year at twenty one. Yeah, I mean, but Matt, the only thing this you know the difference is Maxi's never been the number one option in getting all. It's numbers. true, yeah. Percentages so, are going to be affected by so, the yeah. Team. You have to pay. You have to put that in play as well. A hundred percent. I I do agree with that. I mean, Mitchell's a he shoots in mass quantity. He does. Yeah. Um, and his percentages are pretty good considering how much he shoots. I'm not. I'm not. He's a great player. Um, but if you're saying that, okay, Maxie's not there. He's he's getting there. And then Harris. I know Harris's contract's awful. I, I know it is. But I mean, it's not awful for him. No, it's fantastic for him. He's having a great time. <laughs> I don't think he's complaining at all. Um, which actually is an interesting question, right? It, I know it's a huge difference. Is there's a million reasons why it's different, but you're a big football fan. Um, do you think there will ever be a time where guys start restructuring contracts in the NBA? The way they do in football to try to like maneuver things? Uh, Add no. a year, take some money away, distribute my money a little differently no, type they, of thing? They, they, they. Players can't give up that right to take away those guaranteed contracts. Yeah. yeah. Um, they did that. Um, the way the league countered that, the players countered that was to limit the amount of years um, based on your rights or, you know, whether you're signing with another team or your current team. That was the way to kind of keep the numbers down, even though they, they make so much more in a year, but it's only so many years they can sign for. So that's the way you kind of balance it. But the players will never go for that. What about they're all, they're all guaranteed, right? So yeah. what about more front loading? Well, that's not a that oh, I'm also, sorry, I'm sorry. more, more back loading, more back loading, which they do. They go like they go up like two or three million every yeah. year. But what if but, you went up like six million in a year or something? It's, it's a certain limit that you can go up each year like that kind of is negotiated. How many how much of an increase you can have per year? Is, nego is, is negotiated collective bargaining agreement amount. So they could they could collect, you know, they can go to a collective bargaining agreement and, and, and decide to increase that number. They could do that, but then it's going to really mess up the cap as well. So you can have a cap yeah, oh, hit. Oh, it definitely will. And then yeah. the next year you can have a bigger cap hit, which is going to take you into luxury tax a little faster. So yep. it's, it, it, it's, I get what you're saying with, with football and the reason why football can kind of do that is football for most of them aren't guaranteed and they can restructure them and they're, they get signing bonuses also in football and those signing bonuses, even though they get a 10 year, like 10 million up front, they spread it within the life of the contract um, yep. as far as how it hits the salary cap. So it's, it's a little different. Um, the structures are different. So there's no way to kind of look at it and say, 
can we do that? It's, it's just, they're different. Yeah, I was looking at someone's, I forgot whose it was, uh, their contract, their salary. And he went up like from this year to next year, it was like five million, but it might be percentage based on how much he's already making. Yeah. Like you could have a guy go from like 10 to 15 next year, but you could probably have a guy going from like 48 to 53 next year yeah. because he's making so much more. He's making so much. Yeah. It's, it's a percentage of what he's making. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, sorry. I just wanted to go on yeah. about contracts for a second, but, uh, but yeah, going back to the trade. Um, I would I'd, I'd say no, I'd say no to that. Yeah. Now yeah. you could find a way to fit like, Royce O'Neal's close for me. He gives us that dog, doggy thing. But if you could figure out to get away Bogey in there, which contracts, I don't know if it would work. You have to like throw a Danny Green in there or something. And if you gave me Bogey and and thigh and another thigh ball and, and Mitchell, that's that's a little closer to where I'd feel we're getting there. Um. Okay. Well, I'm glad you said that. So, uh, one of our subscribers commented on uh, one of the trades we had last week. Um, and he suggested this trade this before this whole thing came out. I'm just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um, so in this trade, we would send Tobias, Matisse, Thibel, Shake Milton, and our first round and the rights to our first round pick this year. And we would get back Jordan Clarkson, Bogdanovich, Royce O'Neal, Rudy Gay, and a 2025 second round pick. Would you do that trade? I would consider it. Yeah, I would consider. It. I mean, I think that's a um, totally different kind of trade. It's a different kind of trade. I think you you that's I, a depth I think, trade. I think for that trade, if you if you're really into someone coming off the bench giving you a huge spark, and you're committed to Maxi being in the starting lineup, yeah, then you can you can do Jordan Clarkson, and he can come in and kind of give you that. But it kind of depends on to me, like what. The, the truly the true direction we're we're going to head in. I will have to hear. I will have to hear a little and see a little more as far as the true direction. I think that's the kind of trade you do if you know you can't get a star anymore. We're not getting Levine. We're not getting B. We're not getting Mitchell. Any of those guys. It's not happening. It can't happen. These are the kind of trades you're looking at making if you can't do that. Then you have to. I think you have to start looking at the depth trades at that point because that's definitely a depth trade right there. Right. You got a Bogey playing you know, small four, maybe even big three, got Royce O'Neal for the dog minutes, Clarkson off the bench with the spark. Um, you are filling a lot of holes that way. And then you still have some of your exceptions to, to spend money on. Yeah. Um, and you still technically have green. You could probably package together or something to get money back or player back. But um, yeah, I mean, it definitely breaks up. It, it, it just depends what they're looking for here. If they're looking to break up Tobias's contract and a couple different guys, to make it easier to trade one of them maybe in the, by midseason or something, then that's also – so it could be a move for another move. Yeah. But, man, I mean, I'm getting tired of the moves. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stay put eventually because every year it's another excuse. Like, oh, well, we did a midseason trade. You can't expect us to win this year. Well, I mean, like how, how many years can we say that? Between Embiid's postseason injuries and our midseason trades, we, we can't keep saying, oh, next year's the year. Next year's the year. Yeah. Yeah, right. so, I think I think a lot of uh, Sixers fan bases in that same boat. They're they're kind of done with that. Yeah, well, that's why you get the star. There's no more questions. Like this is it. Yeah, that's why the star thing takes care of two things. It gets you the high end talent, and it's like no more BS, no more excuses. This is it now. Okay, the clock has started. Here we go. That's how I felt the year we did the Harrison Butler deals. That was like okay, this is we know what our expectation is now. We know what the what's on the line. 
But even then, we did that mid-season, two mid-season deals. So that also caps you out, too. At, we didn't have any depth that year. So, Yeah. Um, for the record, though, that trade, I, I would I would definitely do that trade. Of all the trades we talked about in the last two weeks, when I saw that one, I was like, yeah, I, I'd love that. I, I've always been a huge been a Clarkson fan and a Bogdanovich fan. So having those two be um, pretty nice, especially Clarkson coming off the bench. That, 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 that boost, which has been so many times where we, we've always needed that. We kind of like – we get locked into maybe a a, a shake mill little eight point spurt, and I and I get excited for that. Clarkson, oh, yeah. Clarkson, Clarkson does that in his sleep, so that'd be nice to have for once. Well, in a long time because we we used to have Lou Williams doing that all the time for us, and that was always fun to watch. Yeah. Um. All right. So for our next topic here, um, uh, another thing that's being discussed a lot on the Sixers fan base on Twitter. Um, is kind of the where are we putting our offseason priorities? I know we talked about the stars and the depth aspect, but this one's more kind of what kind of what priority of a um, of a kind of player you're looking for. So is it a two way wing, a six a legitimate six man, or a legit backup five for Embiid? Of the of of these three, where would you kind of place your priorities in getting those three uh, kind of guys? This is if we did like no moves. Like this is our current roster as is, and we're adding or upgrading one of these things, right? Yep. Okay. Go ahead, Tasey. Um. So I'd say if we have to prioritize, I might say two-way wing, six-man, backup big. That's what I'd say. Um. Because I, I think Bassey could take a jump, and he's not going to be a rookie anymore, so Doc will finally stop being allergic to playing him. So that's good. Um, so he'll finally get a chance to show what he can do. Um, I just – I think we need – the sixth man, I think we need just because I, I think Shake and Furk and Niang just aren't good enough to be a consistent spark off the bench. Um, I like Shake's number. I think we're going to – probably going to guarantee him this year at 1.8 great number for him i think he's a good piece off the bench i just don't think he's a consistent enough guy to do that two-way wing wins out for me just because of the green's injury and thibel's refusal to make a shot take a shot sorry uh see what i did there shot shot yeah um just we're just we're missing something in our starting lineup if you show me you know Famous offseason Sixer videos where Thibault's knocking down threes in an empty jam like Simmons used to do. That might change my mind. Then I'll be like, okay, Thibault's starting to hit open <laughs> jumper threes in practice. Great, okay. But, I mean, I won't. I've seen too many of those anyway. Um, but we need a wing badly. I, we just It's such an important part um, to gel this together. Uh, we just want, I want a younger green is what I want. Give me a younger green, which is basically Thibault with the shot. So we're not that far away. Um, if I had to say, number one, I would say, um, the big, I think you need the reliable big. I mean, we just seen Joel go down and get injured, um, in the playoffs. So, um, having someone that can play behind him and, and, and even better if they can play alongside him to me, I think has to be a priority because, uh, even though he's a terrific player, you don't want such a huge drop off when he's out or if he has to sit out. Um, and second, I would, I would probably say um, a two-way player. I, I don't think you can get enough of those guys. Um, I, I, I look at a team like Memphis and you see how many wing players they have that can defend Man, and shoot it a lot, how effective they are. 
Um, because the one thing, and I think you can get a two-way guy and he could possibly fill that six-man role, um, depending on who he is. So True. I think that, you know, they the Memphis Grizzlies has shown you that that type of player is um, pretty, pretty important. And this draft, by the way, is stacked with those guys in the first yeah. round I've read. Yeah, I'm not sure if a young guy can do it, but no, yeah. maybe it's a free agent or something that can, you know, fit that role. Yeah. Um, okay, so Eric, you mentioned uh, a big, uh, a reliable big, and I don't know if this yeah. is like, I don't know this is right up your alley. This kind of, this kind of big for uh, for our guy Embiid, but um, our final our final topic. Um, so Andre Drummond, who was our backup five last year, was part of the Simmons trade. Um, this past week, he posted on Instagram a story of an image of a top ten rebounding games for Sixers this past year. Drummond had four of the five top rebounding games for the Sixers last year. Um, in the post, he said, I'm the best to ever do it. And this is the second time he's publicly had referred to himself as the best rebounder of all time. That's I'm assuming he's referring to because the only other time he's referred to himself as the best was calling himself the best rebounder a couple of years ago in, I think, 2019. Um, so that's everyone's assuming he's talking about being the best rebounder of all time, not the best ever to do it. But um, so, yeah, so obviously when, he re, when he's reposting Sixers stats, you know, a lot of people talking online, everyone's saying that Drummond wants to come back to Philadelphia. It was the most funny he ever had being, uh, you know, the, not the main guy, but, you know, coming in for cleanup duty. Um, but I know there's also a lot of uh, uh, Charles Bassey and Paul Reed truthers out there um, in the Sixers world. But is it realistic to see uh, Drummond rejoining the Sixers on yeah, a similar I deal? Real, I think it's realistic if he have among the success that he had there. Um, and if he's, he's willing to still stay in that role. Man, yeah, I think is um it can happen. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how the numbers will work out or what would be needed, but you know what he provided is definitely needed. I don't, yeah, I don't think he'll sign the same deal he did last year. You got him on a crazy discount because I don't think after that Lakers playoffs run, the stock was down on him big time. Um, could we possibly get him for the BAE at four million? Maybe. Um, it just depends on his market, really. I mean, he did have a good time in Philly. Uh, he really fit in. He absolutely killed that role. Um, so maybe he wants to replicate that success, showing the world he's the best ever backup Embiid yet again. Um, but it comes down to signing, you know, him signing him or a two-way wing. I, I mean, for the same price, I, we just disagreed on that. But I, I also think we can get another Drummond type player. We did it with Dwight the year before. We did it with Drummond. Um, you know, Tony Bradley. We tried it with with DeAndre, but I just think DeAndre was too far removed from being that guy. Where Dwight was still good up until the year we got him, and the same with Drummond too. Even though he had a bad playoffs, they were still the same players more or less, just a, a watered down version. Jordan looked looked pretty washed, unfortunately. Um, so I, I would I, I think we can get one. Um, it's not the big man league it once was. So I'm sure there will be plenty of guys that are looking for that kind of opportunity and guys have thrived be backing up Embiid in the short spurt. So maybe there's another guy that wants to boost his stock like Drummond did on a one-year deal and, uh, and tear it up behind Embiid. But yeah, I, mean, I would welcome him back. He was great. He was great for us in that role. Eric, in the last segment where you said uh, a, a 
getting a big man for uh, MB just in case he goes down. Would, would Drummond fit that mold? Would, would you want? Would he be the one you'd be talking about, or no? Yeah, he fits that role. I mean, I, I still think if if he comes, then you know, either Niang or someone that still has to fill that role of you know having another bigger guy that can stretch the court. So I, I still think you need to make sure that that's addressed because you know that's something that's something that's not something that Drummond brings to the table. Yeah. And we talked about this last week, too, like, not to say he's the target, but Kevin Love's a good example of that kind of guy you're talking about, right? A guy who could play four next to Embiid and also fill in for, like, small ball five when, when, when Embiid can't play. Yeah, so if Kevin becomes a free agent, he won't, he'll have a, a big list of teams that are, that'll go, be going after him. Yeah, yeah. That's why we probably have to do that, like a – some kind of variation of a Tobias trade. And they are, I've heard they're interested in Cleveland. So never know. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of fives, man. I know like, you know, we tried that with Horford though. And that didn't work by the way, the whole like, Oh, he could play next to MB, but when MB's out, put him at five. And there you go. That didn't, didn't work with Horford. And I thought it would, I thought I liked that idea when they did that. I was like, okay, I get what they're doing. Play next to him. And then he can fill in for him. So MB doesn't have to play 82 games. Oh, that's a good idea. Didn't, didn't exactly didn't exactly work. Yeah, he turned back the clock this year though. Yeah, he was saving it all for he he, he Doctor Strange told him the future and he knew he was gonna play over the Boston in two years. He wanted to save his legs. That's what happened. <laughs> um, well, and also uh Tobias works better as a four than the three. That's yeah. also what hurt too. So when Horver went to four, I mean, it's, it was it was more than just Al there. It was other things also. Yeah, no, there, there, there were. That was a disastrous year, period. But Tobias was out of position at three. Horford played four and beat five. And Horford just had a bad shooting year. So, I mean, in order to play that four next to Embiid, you got to be able to hit those open jumpers. He's doing it now, but he wasn't doing it that year. That was one of his worst shooting years in a while. Yeah. And uh, some of the names that came up as far as having a like a back of five potential um, was Tony Bradley, who we, uh, who we actually had. That, that year we had Dwight, remember, uh, when uh, MB was out, Bradley actually started, and Howard still remained as the um, as the back That's of right. five. Yep. Um, and I believe Toby Bradley's a free agent, and also Dwayne Dedman, who actually looked pretty good in the series again, in, against us, because he can actually step back and make some some jumpers. Yeah, yeah um, some people also brought up, um, I think it was Brian Toberick, he wrote an article saying, keep an eye out for, um, no, I know, it was Keith Smith. Keith Smith wrote an article saying, keep an eye out for a, Tobias Harris trade to OKC, more of a salary dump, but to get back Derek Favors to at least plug one hole to be the backup five for Embiid, and then you use that money to, you know, go towards other things you want to do at three and four. Um, again, I think that's after you, you know, you come up empty looking for stars. But uh, I see what he's doing there. You know, Derek Favors will be a bad uh, backup five. Yeah, but would you be happy if you if you you went to Twitter and you saw Sixers complete a trade to send Tobias Harris for Derek Favors? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking Favors. Favors would be a very good backup five, and he's expiring 10 million contract. That's cool. But I'm asking you, would you be happy if you if you clicked that link and that's what it was? No, but I mean, you obviously know more moves are coming because of that. Because I mean, you're you're empty, you're emptying that. To- that's a very mature answer. I, I like that. 90 percent of the Philadelphia city, though. Would not have that mature. They'll they'll burn it down, man. They'll burn it down. Oh, my God. mm, They would not do them any favors. Let me put it that way, okay? No. (laughs) That's funny. 
yeah, so that, that does it for us, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Believe in 76ers presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week as we continue fielding these rumors and these hypotheticals that are coming in. Um, I mean, I think we're, wait, we're two weeks out from the, uh, the draft. So, I mean, we, saw, yeah. we got something to look forward to. It. Yeah. We'll, and, uh, we'll have some more answers. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we'll uh, – uh, um, actually, next week, uh, there, there's a mock draft that I kind of wanted to ask you guys about as far as players that we could get, yeah. maybe potentially package off, but we'll um, we'll talk about Use that some next mock week. drafting. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All right, guys. See you next week. All right, All right guys. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.